everyone. Welcome to the new media show. We are back. It's been a, like two weeks since we did a show, Rob. I know we've been both traveling and, and, uh, getting out in the space. This is, this is kind of the continuation of the of podcast conference season. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was doing business, you were doing conferences. So, uh, right. I think I would have rather been doing conferences. <laughs> oh, they're, really? they're more, wow. f- they're okay. more fun. You know, oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you're out there meeting new people and stuff like that, where if you're in the business, it's like hardcore. Yeah. You know? You're down in, you're down in grinding, you know, so. Down in the weeds. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking with, uh, I got back here and I was talking with my team and I'm like, even though I was still working while I was gone, it still feels like you're behind, you know? And matter of fact, I'm still behind on a couple of things and I I'll get those knocked out this weekend, but that's life. But anyway, anyway, everyone, welcome back. We're, we're glad to be back. <laughs> and yeah. uh, the podcasting space has survived without us. So <laughs> it's amazing how that works. <laughs> yes, it has. Yes, it is. So, uh, but uh, a lot of stuff going on. Lots. I, I'm sure we've got three hours worth of content to push into 90 minutes, but. Um, yeah. So tell well, me, I guess, first, Rob, tell us about your. You went to Dragon Con. How Dragon was it? Camp back in Atlanta. Um, it's, a, I guess it's like a 30-year running event back there in Atlanta that occupies about six hotels right in downtown, downtown Atlanta. And about, I guess this year they had about 90,000 people at this event. And um, it's, it's a little bit like Comic-Con, but... The difference is versus Comic-Con, which I don't believe has necessarily a podcasting track. I think they, they, they have some live podcasts and, and things like that that go on at Comic-Con. But this event actually had a podcast and new media track that's been going on for a few years now. Uh, it's run by a fellow by the name of Charles McFall, who's a podcaster, and he has a, you know, it's, it's a pretty significant track. He's got two big... Um, conference rooms and he packs them in with, uh, people from the, the kind of cosplay, you know, these are 90,000 people that get dressed up in all sorts of, uh, you know, character costumes from movies, TV, video games, um, and pop culture. And it's, it's basically to be real honest about it. It's just a big, just a big reason to party. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody just, it, you know, there's panel sessions and then there's live podcasts and there's live things going on, movie screenings, TV show screenings, a lot like what Comic-Con does. But, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's just a, a reason. It's like a gigantic uh, <laughs> Halloween party, right? <laughs> so how were their sessions attended? What was the head counts? Yeah, I think we had uh, actually in, in, I did three panels at the event, and I think each of the sessions we probably had a, at least a hundred people in the room. Um, so it was uh, also live streamed on on Facebook. So every single episode was live streamed, uh, or every single panel. Um, so it was, you know, it it was a terrific event. I had a great time there. It was a lot of great podcasters there, um, you know. So I mean, it was really entertaining. It's, it's not a, it, it's not like podcast movement where it was really serious and stuff. I mean, a lot of the podcasting panels were, were really funny and edgy and, and, um, kind of, kind of different. It's not like, you know, serious 
conversations about how to podcast and stuff though, though a couple of the sessions, uh, were like that, but a lot of them were more about kind of having fun. Like, like a couple of the nights, um, after 10 o'clock, uh, the, the panelists can drink and so can the audience and they can share, <laughs> share a beverage. It's after so, 10 PM, you said, or, yeah, yeah. Oh, or 10 AM. <laughs> no, no, 10, 10 PM. And then, um, I, you can also use four letter words after 10 PM, but you can't prior to 10 PM. That's funny. So, yeah. So it's, it's trying to cater to young people during the day. So if families want to go to this event, they, they don't have to worry about going to sessions that are a little, little spicy is a, it's a nice way to say it, but, uh, <laughs> but it's definitely something that, uh, that's, it's a little different from the podcasting space. I think it's, it's, it's probably more similar to, I think what we would, um, see at like PodCon. So I think it's kind of in that same vein. Well, that's cool. And speaking of which, uh, yeah, everything's ramping up for PodCon. Some announcements right. been around that. Right. Yeah. So, and then you went to, you guys were at TechCrunch Disrupt, kind of a, that definitely wasn't a podcasting event, but oh, uh, yeah. what, tell me about that. Well, that was a really interesting event. You know, we were the only podcasting company there. Um, ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. I know you guys were. was. It was expensive, wasn't it? No, no, no. Actually, it, it, it wasn't very expensive oh. because we did a, a media deal with them. So oh, we ran okay. a bunch of um, ads um, on our ad, ad oh, network for right. in exchange for for a sponsorship. So okay. it was like a media um, – it was, it was little, really a media sponsorship is what it was. Yeah, a little bartering and, going on. Cool. Right, right. And so I got a, a table down there and – was constantly surrounded by, you know, hundreds of new startups in the tech sector. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, there's a lot of energy there, a lot of new companies that are looking to, to possibly, uh, do, do marketing initiatives and podcasting is certainly one of them. I had a, it, it was a really an interesting mix of people that came by my booth, uh, you know, a lot of software application developers wanting to tap into our our APIs and SDKs and stuff to maybe add podcasts to other types of communication apps or community building apps or, um, you know, apps that were kind of like trying to change the world around a particular mission or, you know, like environmental movements or things like that to be able to integrate content into their apps. So, so I know you talked to people as well, Todd, I know about probably some of these things as well, where they're wanting to take podcasts and add it to other content experiences in, in apps. And I think, you know, we may see that happen a little bit more here. I know I, I talked to at least probably five or six, uh, new startup apps that were looking to add podcasts and basically just to play them, right? right. Not to create them or anything like that, but just to have the content available in those apps. Well, one thing's for sure is that the there's a demand for content, but no one wants to pay for any of it. You know, it's right. just so these folks right. all want this content for free to go into mm-hmm. their business experience they're, that they're making money. So, you know, I think podcasters are going to have to be careful. Well, Todd, I don't know about the making money part with uh, some of these startups. You know how startups are. Well, <laughs> you know they, they're making money through their venture capital, so they've got right. they've got income, so they can afford right. to, uh, you know, pay for content instead of, you know, just yeah, you know what I mean. 
So yeah, I do, I do, I do. I'm not, I'm not sure that you know if you look at the broader podcasting space that everybody thinks like that though, right? Yeah. Um, paying for being in an app, you know, is it just a, another distribution opportunity or is it a way that that app um, can get content that's maybe hosted on one of our platforms, right? That have a paying customer. Yeah. Um, that well, can, can reach more, more listeners, right? Well, there's yeah. definitely two, two ways to look at it too. Right. You know, if you, they feel your content is a valuable commodity and they want to have it embedded in their, whatever they're doing to yeah. supplement, then it seems like there would be an opportunity there for podcasts because it'd be a niche audience anyway. Right. So should be very valuable. So should, you know, there should be some, some way to monetize. But I, I think we have to watch the syndication is good, but when mm-hmm. it comes to, you know, I've had companies come to me and say, well, we want uh, 10 of your top science shows. And, and I'm like, well, they're really not mine. Yeah, you know, exactly. And how were they, Todd, um, wanting to um, get access to those podcasts or those shows? And, I mean, what was the methodology? And, Just add it to their website or something? Generally, or? was RSS, you know, or yeah, right. yeah. okay, yeah. So, okay. In, in, of course, then you know, when you're getting into the app space, people want to pull that data a little differently. But it's uh, it's yeah. still one of those things. I think we'll see more of. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. But how many of the people that were there were looking to actually do podcasts that were TechCrunch? Um, actually, quite a few. You would be surprised. I mean, a lot of um, our, I mean, a lot of startups are very concerned about marketing and getting the the word out about their podcast or about their product or their their app. Sure. And creating a um, a podcast to build community around that um, that app is something that they were very interested in. And you know, it's just a, it's content marketing, right? Yeah. And that's what a lot of companies now are really relying on now. And Todd, we don't talk about this as much as maybe we should, but um, how how important content marketing is now to the success really of any any business, whether it's online or not. And well, you look at some of these apps and all they have is a single landing page that they don't want right. people coming to their website. They want them to use the app. Right. And uh, I don't know. I, I, it, I think there's... I have niche apps that I use like mm-hmm. the, like the weather app or a finance app. You know, there's, there's probably a dozen apps that I go to, you know, if I look at the front page of my, of my phone and is that the right way to say that? Or is it the front screen of my phone? I, I don't know what they're anyway, the, you know, the front I'm page of sure my phone either. and right. Yeah. You know, it's got the apps I use on a regular basis. Then, you know, five pages in are those ones that I use once in a while. So again, I'm, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, there's the app developers are really, really fighting for usage, um, yeah. usage time. And if you look at your usage percentages in your, in your apps, you're going to kind of know where you spend your time on, yeah. on your mobile device. So it's a big battle for them to get eyeball time on those right, apps. It well, it's, it's a very competitive area now. I mean, just look at five look bajillion at apps. To, I mean, look, just look what's happening to Google Podcasts app. It's it's not getting fast traction. I mean, even for a big company like Google, of course, I hear people saying that. Well, I didn't even know Google had a podcast right, app. Right. You know, so it, it's really a marketing issue for for a company like um, Apple or for Google and 
and they have kind of a confusing situation too. They they have the the, the Google Play Music podcast yeah. experience, and then they have the Google Podcast experience. You know, and I see podcasters out there, and you're probably seeing it too, that are confusing the two. They're they will call the Google mm-hmm. Play podcast experience mm-hmm. the Google podcast experience. Yeah. It's it's confusing, right? And and now I'm carrying two phones. You know, the first right. thing I do is I whip it out and say, have you seen what Google has done? And, you know, they, they, people look at me, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm spending more time showing. It's like the old days. It's like showing the subscribe button on iTunes before. Right. So, so, I'm you know, I'm spending, you know, that's, that's the reason I bought an Android phone was because I wanted to be able to show this off. And people see it and they get it immediately. Once they see it once, they go, wow. Yeah. So how is, I mean, let's talk about this. How, how could Google get the word out about this? Thing? Well, they've got I, the most powerful marketing engine in the world. I think they could figure that out. <laughs> why? Yeah. Well, well, it's also, why don't they, I guess, or is it just because it's too early in the game for them? Yeah. Do they not feel like what they have is, is ready to be widely pushed out there or is there not a lot of financial incentive for them to do a big marketing campaign? Yeah. It's It's a, it's a interesting question. It is. But again, you know, most of the podcasters aren't even promoting Google podcasts. Yeah. Right. You know, they're, 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 and I think the majority of them don't even know. (laughs) I agree with you. Because it, I mean, if you think about it, most podcasters are actually typically on iOS, right? Yeah, that's it's. They, a, they, I think they it's can't a, see it, right? Yeah, they can't see it. Yeah, they. It's just. Uh, I'm replying in Slack here. Um, I, I, I think it's right. I think you're. I think it's true. I think that that is. Uh, um, I just I, I I go to podcaster sites still, and I just I I just shake my head in dismay. Right. It's, it's an ongoing, I don't think we're, we're ever, but here's the thing. Those, you know, we're starting to see data. <laughs> well, we have been seeing data. Those that are promoting Android as a whole are doing much better market wise mm-hmm. than podcasts that don't. Yeah. And in purely, I mean, and this is a crazy part, purely, uh, we're just looking at what's on their website. We don't even listen to their shows. You know, so you look at the, sh- you look at the website, see what they have yeah. for linkage outbound from, uh, you know, where are they sending people? Are they send it to Spotify or they send it to iTunes or I mean, Apple podcast. Yeah. But maybe that leads into, well, I guess everyone's listening to this show knows to promote Google podcasts. I guess if you don't have, and I, and I, I'm actually seeing in Facebook too, people asking, can you show me what it looks like? Can you show me yeah. what it looks like in Google? Because they can't see it with their iPhone, right? Right, they can't. So why don't, you know, come on, podcasters. The Android tablets are pretty cheap. You know, you can get, you don't have to spend $800 like you do for an iPad. You can pick one up for right. like 150 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I have a a seven-inch Nexus um, tablet myself. That That's what I use because I don't have an Android phone yet, but I probably will at some point. <laughs> so I don't know. So, so what did you think about the, uh, did you watch the YouTube video of how to hack Apple podcast? I did not have time to watch that. I was working, working a booth 
for like four days straight. Actually, the the TechCrunch Disrupt um, exhibit booth was brutal. That that show started at seven thirty every morning. <laughs> Believe it or 730? not, seven thirty. Seven thirty a.m. every morning until for three what, days. Until what time? Till five p.m. every day. Did you have help? Uh our CEO Francesco was there, but that but that was it. <laughs> And Francesco hates to work trade show booths, so, yeah. so he avoids it like the plague. Right. So, oh my so, gosh. Yeah. So I was the one that was holding hold down the fort, which is my strength. I mean, I I love working exhibition booths. But seven thirty. I know seven thirty every morning. Yeah. I, I think yep. I showed up at nine. <laughs> Just put a little placard out. I'll well, be you know, here at nine. What the truth was is by the time. Um, anybody actually got there, right? So yeah. I got there at seven thirty. I was ready to go. I had my my touchscreen monitor, the whole works, so people could demo. But nobody would actually show up until right. like thirty. <laughs> right. So I was like sitting there twiddling my thumbs for an hour, drinking coffee in your Danish or whatever you got for breakfast, right? Yeah, right. At Starbucks, right. right. So funny. it was a little bit of me time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a time you could catch up on your 500 emails that you were behind right. on. Yeah, exactly. And that's no, what I'm I was still... playing. I was playing catch them all. It was just like I would go into a meeting, be in a meeting for three hours, come out and say, okay, we're going we're gonna to break for lunch for an hour and a half. Would you like to come with us? And in the back of my head is like, yeah, I want to go to lunch, but I also know there's 200 emails waiting for me, you know? <clears throat> right. Yeah. Either do them at lunch or do them at uh, business doesn't stop just because I'm on travel. Well, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was interesting. So let's talk just a little bit about the Apple podcast thing. And there was something that was on the tip of my mind. I wanted to go back and talk about, oh man, I'm getting old. So, <laughs> so essentially what someone did was one of these marketeers on Fiverr, you know, that basically there's a dozen of them over there in Fiverr. So we will get you to the top of the U.S. podcasting right. ranks in Apple podcasts. Yeah, I've been getting those emails too. It's <laughs> Me like, too. I have a deal for you, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, anyway, so the 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 person that did the video, according to his story, um, asked lots of questions about what he was the person was doing, and you know, and he did it as a try to get the the skinny on what they were doing, and. It eventually it sums down to one simple picture. Have you ever seen um, a, uh, a a sweatshop operation where they've got five hundred phones on? Oh, I think I did see a picture of that. It was like this, uh, almost like a bookshelf. Of, yeah, book, um, iPhones, bookshelf right? of phones, right? Yeah. And uh, so they get a person that's sitting there hitting subscribe, 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 <laughs> subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. It's and so old school, man. That's so low tech. It's so low tech. <laughs> but when you when you pay someone three bucks a day, you right. know, to do that, literally, you know. Yeah. And that's their job in life is, yeah, of course, they are able to, to, you know, to manipulate the system. Well, anyway, the the vendor had done one for free to prove to him. And then he got kind of nasty after the guy wouldn't pay him no money. Uh, um, but okay. according to podcast, uh, a post in podcast movement, someone actually got threatened for not continuing one that they had paid. They said, we're uh, going to write one-star reviews on you on uh, in Apple Podcasts. Now, i be honest with you, 
I don't think it's a I'm, bit of like extortion or something. There. Right, right. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. You know, but I, I, I don't think I've looked at a podcast. If I'm looking for a podcast, the last thing I look at is the reviews of the show. Yeah. Uh, to me, I, I haven't looked at even this show's reviews in years. I don't even know if we have any. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could tell we really care too, right? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So it just shows how easy. And he basically, he took... Um, What's the app? Oh, it was our friends. Uh, <laughs> the um, CastBox app. Castbox, and the, in CastBox, it tells you, um, when you look at the list of shows, it tells you in CastBox how many subscribers they have. So if you look at like the top 10 in, in Apple Podcast, and you look in CastBox, it's pretty much mirrored. And who the top, 10 is from subscriber numbers. Mm -hmm. Well, because Castbox has a, a page where they mimic, they duplicate, and we're, we need to talk about this seriously, where they duplicate the top 10 or top 200 list of Apple. They just copy it. They don't do any of their own calculations. Yeah. Right. So show number 23, which was uh, Johnny's knitting show, mm -hmm. um, which shows three subscribers is number 23 in the top 200. Yet the 22nd show has on CastBox has 8,000 subscribers and number 24 has uh, 7,900 subscribers. Yet Johnny's Knitting Show in, in spot 23 on CastBox only had four or two, but yet they were ranked number 23. So he went through and man, the someone got busted hard because, wow. because it was a, a whole network, like 20 shows. Here's this show, this show, this show, this show, this show, this show. Mm. Amazingly have come into the top 200. One of them had come in the top 200 within like three days of launching. Mm. And it just showed, it was the, it was easy, easy to see the abusers when you were doing this AB comparison. Right. Uh, it wouldn't stick out so much just on Apple Podcasts. But boy, when you look at the CastBox subscriber numbers compared it to what is on Apple Podcasts, it was very, very evident. So we've known for a long, long time that the Apple Podcast rankings are doesn't mean anything means nothing really. at this point. Yeah. yeah, there are some shows that deserve to be up there, but it can be so easily manipulated. Yeah, yeah, I think that the the top um, show on on the episode side so when they rank the episodes mm -hmm. i think that is based on popularity of the episodes uh i i would assume so i'd assume also, so too really really you couldn't have a ranking by episodes if it wasn't based on popularity um so yeah i wouldn't i mean just from my perspective and you would probably agree with me i wouldn't even pay attention to the top 200 podcasts on iTunes yeah. or, pod, or Apple podcasts. And I still, it, the, the fevered pitch to be a new and noteworthy is not as bad as it used to be, but I still, still pe see yeah. pop, pop, popping up in that. So, and it was, it's, it's kind of like he put, he did a nice video. It was a little bit of a uh, clickbait on the, uh, on the mm -hmm. title. Uh, right. Other than that, he, he did a good job. So, you know, Apple definitely has an issue. They're going to have to make some changes, but, that yeah. brings, brings me up to a topic that I, I've been thinking about writing an op-ed piece on. Mm -hmm. uh, so we talked a, a couple of weeks ago when we were doing the show, we talked about um, 
Apple cracking down on titles and mm -hmm. author tags. Right. So let me just have you think about this for a second. Now, because this, we've had a number of new shows submit and get rejected because of title and author issues. Uh, I've even heard of ones getting rejected for too large of um, album art, too. Wow. On the file size side. <clears throat> so, you know, the podcaster comes to us because they get this generic email from Apple. And the mm -hmm. podcaster comes to us and saying, you know, what the beep, 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 and you guys are beep, 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 and I'm going to go beep, 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 and you can beep, 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 right? Yeah, right. <laughs> because a lot of beep, beep, beeps. Because I'm not in it, because Apple rejected me. You guys are a piece of beep, 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 right? And it, I mean, right, right. people, yeah. it's, we get slaughtered. And people we, really, really react negatively to that, right? Yeah. And it's our and it's fault. It's our fault. It's our fault. Exactly. I, it, it was almost in synchronicity there, Todd. We both said it's our fault. <laughs> so, you know. Something wrong with our feed, right? Yeah. So, because, and of course they go on social, they go on Facebook, they go, they, they, they you know, it's next thing you know, you're, you're responding to five posts because their, their, their brains have exploded. Right. And, and I understand they're new. They don't, sure. they don't know why they've been rejected. It's us. We're the piece of beep, you know? So. <laughs> the buck yeah. stops with us, Todd. You, you, the same with Spotify, right? So you've got the, you guys have got the idea here. And so we go and load their, load their show. And it's like uh, Johnny's kitten show shows how the kittens decided to have, you know, how the cats decided to have five litters. Of, I'm just being stupid, but it's like this. 182 or 500 or 1000 character title of their show. Right. Instead of Johnny's knitting show or the knitting show or knitting show. There's been a lot of people that have been abusing those titles for years. Well, the hammer is here. Right. right. No more there. You're not getting in. Well, and also Apple and, and I don't know that people talk about this very much, but you have to be careful what you put in your cover art too. Um, you know, your album art, if you put URLs in your cover art, or if you put call to actions in your cover art or Twitter, you know, Twitter links or yep. your at whatever in your cover art, yep. Apple will never feature your podcast. So we'll never get any promotion on Apple. So because they're cracking down, why are they cracking down now, Todd? Do you have any idea? I think they want a better curated experience. Is that a reaction to increasing competition? I don't know. We have to ask Apple. Or maybe That's they're just... question. It is. So, because... And, and I'm going to take it, take my soapbox here a little bit to the app developers. And if you're an app developer listening, here's what you're... Here, here's the situation now. You and your app and its title and author listings are no longer and have not been controlled by you. Apple is dictating because you use the Apple Podcast API instead of building your own. Right. Apple Podcast now is the gatekeeper. Right. Now think what about What if they choose to take that down? What if they choose to say no more well, no, I, access to the uh, APIs? Well, well, that we know what happens then. Those apps die instantly on the vine. 
So here's the, but here's the, the question. They're not the question. Yeah, but then there's Todd out there. No, I, I, it's, this is not about Todd. This is about, I know, I know, I know. This is about Apple having a much stronger influence in right. editorial influence in right. the podcasting space. So you saw that uh, Apple took uh, the Alex Jones app down here this past week? Took the app down. The app down. And Twitter completely banned we know everything that. of Alex Jones. We know that. Here, here this past week, too. You know, I think that's a, that's a pretty slippery slope to take the app down. But they can do what they want to do. Well... Alex Jones has been rap- so, ramping up his rhetoric. Though. So here's, okay, so, all right. It started with Alex Jones. Who's next? And I, I'm not, please. I don't please. know that there is anybody okay, next. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Really? P- please just yeah. be careful. I'm not defending the content. Right. No, I know you're not. All right. I know yeah. I'm not defending the content in what's, whatsoever. But censorship. When companies start having the ability to, and it's really not censorship, they just say they don't want them on their platform. So it's maybe not the same thing as censorship, but... It violates their terms of service. Right, right. So who's next? Now that's that's a hypothetical. Who's next? I don't know. I, you know... I don't know that there's that much of a next because, you know, I don't know about you, Todd, but I've only taken down maybe three shows in close to four years. So it, I wouldn't say it's a tremendous trend going on. But it but is, a, but it, it is a start. So we'll see. It, it we'll is see. a start. We'll see. But, but looking at the content um, that's in all these platforms, um, there's, there's a really lot. not that, that there's really not that much stuff that violates the terms of service. There's a lot of stuff that's on the edge. A lot. Oh yeah. It's on the edge, but you got to be over the edge. Well, get, okay. So if it's attention. on the, it's on the edge, it's someone gets upset and starts a national campaign against another podcast. Right. And next thing you know, it's attack, it could happen. It yeah. could happen. So, um, again, it's, but so, so what's next for Infowars? Are they, so they got their website, their app's gone. Uh, people can still subscribe to the podcast, I guess, but where do they, is the next target their web hosting provider? Yeah, it's CDNs and, um, web hosts is his last, I mean, he better keep his fingers crossed that <laughs> that doesn't hit him too. Cause if those two hit him, he's, he's done. done. He's, he's done. done. Yeah. But that, uh, that in itself is another like, whoa. And th- then he has radio on the radio side. I don't believe that radio's taking him off the air. Yeah. So I, th- I, th- I think that's more interesting in this conversation that doesn't get talked about is the fact that Alex Jones is on like a hundred radio stations around the country. That th- there's nobody addressing that topic right now. Well, in here, in here, here you go. It's uh, maybe radio's more to- tolerant than digital. Could very well be. It's also not in the spotlight as much anymore either, right? But if you think about it, if radio is more tolerant than digital, and again, <laughs> yeah, what I, does and, that mean for us, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So again, I don't know if he does the same exact content on radio as he's done online. Is it yeah. is it mirrored content? 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Actually, it's a good question. I, you know, I've never listened to any of his content. So, yeah. So, again, it's, it is an interesting move, but I, I get real, real leery here when. Yeah. We're so. in a, a, you know, if you look at what's happening politically and, and we're in a state of flux right now, you know, things can go in a lot of different directions. Right yeah. Now. People that have lost their mind that. and people that haven't. So. Right. Right. <laughs> you know. The country's divided on very, you know, polarizing ends of the spectrum and and it's causing things to become more extreme. So I don't and, I don't want to yeah. get political at all on the show. No, Rob. no, I'm, we, we can go I'm, easy here. I'm so. not, I'm not. I'm just I'm just stating the, the thirty thousand foot view of what's happening. And it's it's having an impact on podcasting, I think. Um, we're just a reflection of what the culture is is feeling and doing. If you look at a lot of the political podcasts that are out there, they're taking those positions as well. So what happens when a left of center podcast gets taken down? You know, that what happens then, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, are, but the question always gets back to it, Todd, are, are, are they violating, violating terms of service? Are they doing hate speech? Are they doing, are they promoting violence? Are they, you know, those are all the same factors that yeah. come into play here. Well, we will, we will see. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> because at some point the shoe's going to be on the other foot. And again, I'm not defending the content. It could be, but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a, one thing is for sure is a good uh, lesson for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here, well, there really isn't, no one can determine what the line has been because no one's really stated what, what the exact content is that got him banned. You know, they haven't said specifics, you know, at this point in this show, at this time hack, this is what, and they won't. So, but yeah. if you're in, if you're invoking, you know, suggesting violence in your show, you're, you're going to be in trouble. Well, I guess, you know, Thinking about it logically, if if one of these platforms were to have done that, um, I guess Alex Jones could go in and just delete that section of uh, whatever show that was, and just continue marching down the path, right? right. Well, and I don't it think could keep happening over and over and over again. Yeah, and and we be faced with the situation reoccurring over and mm-hmm. over again. So time so, will tell, right? Yeah, but there was definitely a coordinated campaign to take him out. And it was very effective and it worked. So who's, who's next? That's the question. So it's going to be interesting to watch, um, to see who's next. Yeah. I mean, if he keeps his CDN and his hosting and all this stuff going, uh, then he's not really shut down. No, no. Uh, But, but the question I'm asking is who's the next target, you know? Think well, about it. Who who could it be? Well, that's someone's good. I absolutely guarantee you, Rob, there will be a new target shortly. Just watch. We'll see. Look what's been happening in the space. Yeah. It's whack-a-mole right now. Whack-a-mole. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, in a lot of areas, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but going back to the Apple author and title tags, you're yeah. forewarned. They're in, and they're slowly going through the catalog and notifying and delisting people and and I don't know at what how rapid, but they're definitely getting them on the incoming side. Right. So, 
you know, and, and if, if in fact Apple is cleaning up their catalog and trying to make it a better experience, if that's the goal, then, um, I'm not against it. I think it's, it's probably a role that they should play. Um, but they've been pretty harsh about it though. I, you know, actually removing shows and things like that. Yeah. Um, that, that kind of crosses a little bit of a line too. So, um, well, that definitely gets, that's the fastest way to get someone's attention is what they're Right. Doing. Right. And maybe, you know, because there's so much that has to be done, maybe Apple has to take a pretty, pretty hard line role on this just so they can get the, the changes made in a timely fashion. But there are still shows that are in top 200. Did you look at their listings and you go, hmm. Right. So yeah. I've, I've noticed, Todd, that uh, more and more big name um, networks of content are getting added to Spotify here lately. Well, it's not surprising. They're the so, second coming of podcasting. But it's but it's also um, you know um, interesting that those networks weren't a part of Spotify in in the earlier process of adding podcasts to Spotify. Why all of a sudden now? <laughs> Could it be they're doing pass through? Very likely, Todd, so, which is different than everybody else. So you have the haves and the have-nots. You have the haves, which is the networks that are got a little bit of uh, muscle, and they say, no, we're not going to be on the network with uh, you caching. You want to be have our content on the network, you have to do pass-through. Right. That's what I've been hearing as well. I, hmm. I I heard about this uh, at Podcast Movement that was happening with a big, uh, big uh, radio-related network that uh, just announced a deal with Spotify. They hadn't been on them before, and all of a sudden, they're on there now. It looks like uh, Turner Podcast Network, which um, Chris Smith um, works with them and hosts, you know, has the platform that hosts a lot of the Turner podcasts um, and does dynamic insertion. All right. So that's the, that's the part that these big networks are wanting to keep intact. You know, CNN, the Cartoon Network, the Bleacher Report, those guys are all tapping into the potential of dynamic ad insertion technologies. And uh, what Spotify was doing was breaking that. And right. they're making it a requirement in um, allowing that content to be on Spotify is that they can't cash because it breaks the monetization models. Well, it'd be nice if they'd made that available for everybody. Yes. So I think it's up to us, Todd, to put some pressure on them to get that done because pass-through is the right choice for them. It is. And uh, and plus, it puts the burden of the hosting load back on us. It makes financial sense. <laughs> you know? Well, if you think about it, if you think about it, I mean, there's a history of um, – uh, big platforms like this coming on the scene, caching, and yep. then over time going to pass through. Yeah, look at iHeartRadio I, I is an example of that. They were caching for a very long time, and then they decided to go pass through. They're all pass through. Stitcher started out caching, and they've gone pass through as mm -hmm. well. So there is a pattern here um, of shows or networks like this uh, or podcast platforms, uh, really in a lot of ways making a mistake. Yeah. Um, in how they architect or launch, maybe it's a technology issue that they have because Spotify is up to this point, all the content that's on Spotify is hosted by Spotify. So it could have just been an engineering, could be just an engineering issue or limitation 
um, unless they have other plans. Well, we we will see what happens, but I'm uh, encouraged that uh, the fever has calmed down a little bit. I would say. That, oh, all around Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Well, I you, think all. Yeah, I think the bulk of the shows have. Yeah, are in there now. Right? I think so. Yeah. It and it definitely uh, has. Our ticket volume has dropped. I don't so much feel I'm being IP. I mean Spotify tech support at this point so much right but it's still you know if, if their stats go down for a day you know people are my stats right you know and, and they have had some reliability issues on that side but usually it, it, it resolves itself pretty quickly mm-hmm. so time will tell on spotify but boy there's some you know people love that love that app i i to be honest with you i still don't get it i have a very hard time finding shows in it Unless I know exactly the exact title of the show, it's almost impossible to find a show in Spotify. Yeah. So I don't know. Did we get a chance to talk at all about the um, the leak, the patent leak about something, or there was some leak that came out about, um, and this was in the in in the news about, I guess Google having some new podcast app or something like that. Oh, they yeah, I heard something about that. They've got something. Uh, skunkworks app that they're working on yeah i heard right. something about it yeah, yeah. not too much do they need three three platforms here uh no i don't <laughs> think so but you know i knew there was a couple of groups working on stuff but i yeah right that's true so it, i don't think i'm surprised here it it does kind of say that there is Definitely a serious interest on the part of Google what's happening in this medium. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they've got all these different things going on and it, and maybe it's just uh, research, you know, they're, they're throwing stuff against the wall to see what sticks. Yeah. So, yeah. But the news has been largely about content lately. Uh, that's well, pretty... it's, it's been that way for a while. Now, yeah. yeah. And I noticed the upfront happened in New York city. IEB podcast upfronts, yeah. Yep. So there was, you know, those folks that wrote those big checks to go up there and do that. Uh, I don't know how it was attended. I haven't heard the total attendance number. Yeah. For that event. But, but. that's you know it's kind of a, a traditional radio thing and TV thing to do upfront. So for podcasting, I just don't know how much of a how much bang for the buck they're getting out of those events, but. It's, it's been a place where kind of big shows and big platforms and big networks kind of go to either announce their new shows for the upcoming season and try and get advertisers excited about them. And that's kind of the purpose. I, I guess Wondery announced a couple of new shows, one with Ellen DeGeneres and, and I also noticed that iHeartRadio did a deal with uh, a show also from, um, the how stuff works folks, I guess it was the murder show that they have or Mm -hmm. something like that. So maybe they're doing a redistribution ad, ad deal with them. Well, what we're, Uh, I think what we're starting to see is some siloing. People are taking their content off one platform and having it on another. I don't know if that's a good strategy or not. And and it it appears that there's kind of a growing, um, growing development of um, these podcast networks that are forming, creating, you know, original high quality, um, podcast content, um, doing distribution deals with, uh, some of these new, um, I should say old line 
new podcasting platforms coming out of the radio side. Mm-hmm. You know, like I heard radio, um, doing those kind of deals. Maybe, you know, those guys are thinking, you know, that, and I know this has been said a lot that, uh, podcasts are like the farm league for radio. That's kind of <laughs> how radio is starting to look at podcasts, right? So yeah. there's talent and content coming out of this medium. That's, that's, uh, you know, ahead of radio. Right. And, yeah. and maybe those networks like Westwood one or, um, even WNYC, which is a radio related thing too, taking on podcast content, making it available on the air, um, as well as, as podcasts. So I think we're seeing these worlds kind of blend together. I wanted to, uh, we've got a number of folks that are watching today. We've got, uh, Tim, Mike, Matt, another Mike and Rick. They, at least those are the folks that have said hello in the chat room. There's more people viewing, so make sure you say hello if you are. So, Todd, did you want to talk at all about the announcement this week? Uh, and I, I also had a um, a representative from Twitter come by my booth down at uh, TechCrunch Disrupt mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. And actually, I talked talked to them a couple times when they were down there. They wanted to make sure that I I knew that they were working on podcasting. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. They they made this a live announcement, but I've I think you can only live through the app right now. I haven't figured out how you can do it yeah. like we do it. So yeah. But I got got the impression from them that they were they were very interested in uh podcasting. And I'm not quite sure mm-hmm. what the nexus is between podcasting and what they're doing with this live stuff, but he, they were pretty pretty excited to make sure that you know they wanted to talk about the live stuff and did you see our announcement today and and but they they mentioned podcasting along with that which live is what right. they're doing right now isn't podcasting but no um they've taken I'm the periscope sure they, they've yeah. taken the periscope technology and rolled it into twitter yeah so it makes sense and it's what they you know, it's like what facebook is right yeah they bake that in so but the question you know, I was, I went through, I was trying to figure it out. I, you know, I, I don't know if I have to stream on Periscope or, or exactly what I have to do. And I've got some support questions out to new tech to say, all right, what's, does anybody figured this, you got this genie out of the bottle. How do I do just Twitter and not Periscope or do I have to tie it to Periscope? And yeah, I don't know yet. I mean, I'm never, I'm, I didn't even have a Periscope account until yesterday. So... Yeah, I had one for for a long time, and then you know that whole live live video thing kind of faded off a little bit. So we'll see, and maybe maybe next week if I get it figured out, we'll maybe we'll be live streaming on Twitter as well. That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. especially if you can pin it to your. You know, I don't know. Is it? Do you have to? Probably in that instance, you almost have to pay for the promotion. I, I just don't know how you stay, how you keep relevant. Uh, you know, it's just like on Facebook, we're persistent. YouTube, we're persistent on the page. I don't know how you stay. The, you have to stay, keep a persistency. In other words, people have to know that you're alive and can actually go to a URL if you're trying to direct them to one. I uh, That's, to me, I, I don't know. I, I guess well, we'll find you out. Can, I mean, you can get a direct link to a Twitter post. I know. Right in the UI. Right? I, kn- I so, know, but it's... Yeah. You, when you go live, you haven't really published. You're just live. So again, there's some stuff to be figured out. Yeah. We'll see. And we'll see if it gets in. It just seems like they're, it's like me too. You know, me too. We've got live too. 
<laughs> well, so I'm assuming, um, Todd, and, and I haven't heard anybody mention this yet about um, Twitter doing this, um, but I there was a few months ago, remember when we mentioned on the show that um, Leo Laporte was suing Twitter. That's true. For doing audio and video. Uh, on their platform, I guess they had an oh, agreement that's right. to not do that. I wonder whatever happened to that lawsuit. Mm. If they settled out of court, because nobody ever said anything afterwards. And I, I see Twitter continuing to march down the path of video and, and now audio, which is a direct connection to what you know Leo's brand, right? Twitter right, right was really, uh, is focused on. So I guess they had a non-compete relationship hmm. between the two. And that's, that's what, um, that's what that lawsuit was about. That had been I pretty, never heard about it being resolved. That had been pretty narrow thinking on Twitter's part in the early days to sign a non-compete on audio and video, but. Was well, a trademark concession. Oh, that's what it was. Interesting. Because Leo owns a trademark on Twit, right? Right. Before Twitter. Which I don't think that Twitter really uses that trademark twit either. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it, that may be how that, if it did go to court, the judge maybe threw it out. Well, the judge is going to, the judge is going to say, well, everyone knows what Twitter is. Who's twit? <laughs> right. Well, I'm sure twit was a, was probably, I think Leo had the brand, had the twit brand before Twitter existed, mm -hmm. but. But the problem is, is I'm not, you know, I don't see Twitter using the term twit. No, 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 no. So tweet, people tweet. Tweet, but that's different. That's yeah. a different word. Yeah. So he may not have had a strong leg to stand on there. So that's, that's probably why. But I thought it was really ironic that Twitter was getting into live audio and we're talking about podcasting. I said, so, so some things come full circle, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> So the third season, and I hate seasons in podcasting, for the record. Right. The third right, season of, of Serial is coming. Are, Ooh, are you exciting. Yeah, are you excited? <laughs> well, it's great for them. It's just another series, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not going to bust down any doors. As far as I know, it depends. I guess it depends on the content, right? Yeah. Does it engage people and get them excited? Mm -hmm. If it does, then maybe it does yeah. have an impact. So what else is going on with you guys? Uh, well, I'm just I'm just surviving some conferences, <laughs> and, then, and then, uh, and then this this next week, just kind of getting back to work and uh, trying to plan forward, right? Trying yeah. to get set up with you know, because my my role at the company is changing a little bit, so I'm I'm getting more involved uh, as kind of just really focused on helping podcasters. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be creating a lot more content and, and because we're hiring a, a new guy in the company to come in to handle strategic partnerships. Oh. So I don't have to split my time between doing, doing deals and advertising relationships and right. all this kind of stuff. Right. I can really focus on, you know, building awareness for the, the company and the brand and, and helping podcasters. So, which is what I, what I love to do. So the, um, Damn it! I keep thinking about something. It keeps it just. It must not be important, right? If it's if it's drifting. If it's just something that yeah, yeah. It keeps pinging me in the back of my head. So the IB stuff. Uh, we're I think 
we have as of yesterday. Oh, the certification. Yeah, I think we have everything into them. I think we have three questions remaining to be answered. Um, It's pretty, uh, it's pretty deep, to be honest with you. And did you uh, guys, did you guys have to go back in and do any tweaks to the code? Not yet. Their feedback. Yeah, not yet. So, but what I'm anticipating is that. Um, you know, cause we measure two, two ways, um, log file and redirect. And, yep. uh, there are certain things we don't get in the redirect. So we have some questions out to IB, um, mm-hmm. in regards to the spec. So it's going to be interesting to see how, because what happens is in a, in a redirect is you get the byte range. But you don't right. get a guarantee that the file was delivered in a redirect. You, you, well, you, you still get the, in many instances, you get the a 201 or whatever that, you get that response back saying that it was delivered, but you don't see uh, sometimes the chunks of data that have went down and you can't tell so how you're much. you're talking about a redirect um, off of uh, a media file URL, like R- a prefix. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. So, and when you're doing the um, straight host log files, that's not an issue. It's uh, that all that data is in there, Um, but it's not in a, uh, in a redirect, but we, so we've been doing some AB comparison um, where we look at uh, purely redirect uh, totals and we look at the same show with the log data and uh, it's, it's interesting and I'm not willing to go into any discussion points at that, but let's, I will say this, um, there probably will have to be, um, if people want IB cert, and again, we don't know what the IB is going to require of this because we, we got questions out to them, but we potentially could have, um, some additional requirements for people that are using the redirect, uh, to agree with, um, in order to get certified stats. I think we're going to get there, but there may be um, um, some information that we'll provide in addition to the total download numbers. So uh, an offset type of percentage may be something to that effect. Well, this is an important topic for you guys because you guys um, put out prefix redirects for your stats system, right? right? So... And we so, and again we measure both ways. We measure by raw right. log files and by redirects. So right. it's a it's definitely an interesting um interesting look and uh something we knew that was gonna come up, but uh, again we're waiting for some IV feedback and uh it's it's a good it's been a good exercise. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Because there is going to be some technical differences between redirect traffic and direct Absolutely traffic i would well, i would think on the flow of data right absolutely and it's largely because we don't get that we get the byte range of how much is being delivered in the 201 but the the ones that don't finish we don't get right. that intermediary data that is that partial information that is still very valuable you know mm-hmm. so the, you know as an example let's say uh 90 uh, of the shows when through a redirect are delivering completely, but let's say 10% only partially download that data is in, in a limbo land. You don't know how much of that didn't deliver uh, mm-hmm. or how, or what the percentage delivered. So, um, but 
yeah it is it is an interesting um a, a look at things for sure so we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens uh and we're gonna comply you know we're gonna do whatever they say um and we'll see what ends up being if there has to be any i don't think there's got to be any changes but maybe mm-hmm so it's just a matter of yeah. I don't uh, think um, that many other platforms um, do what you guys are doing. Well, PodTrack uh, does. They do a redirect. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. Those yeah. guys and and you guys and our our Dynamo product, which is redirecting for right for for dynamic ad insertion, but that's that's different than what you're doing. Yeah. So but, you know, it's redirecting is okay if you're hosting the media. You still got the log data. Right, and so, as long as that that log data is being reported back right, to the right, as long the host as platform, right, and yep. it's consistent on the IEB mm-hmm. certification, everything should line up. Everything yeah. should line up. Yep. Right. So, so. Uh, but anyway, that that's just a process, and uh, it's you know, and we're one of the I don't know. There's a couple that I think going through at the same time. So, but it's still, you know, something like they're they're thorough. And you know, I will say my my right. dev team has spent a significant amount. I mean, a significant amount of time responding, and uh, they've right. got they're in the process now of doing the analyzation of the log data. So they've got all the log data from the testing they did against us, mm-hmm. and then they're going to come back and look at what they came up with, and then then we'll do some A B comparison there, where they'll look at uh, our numbers after they've calculated what they think it should be. So. It's even. Yeah. It's got to that point. Yeah. Have you heard uh, any any updated numbers of the amount of um, platforms, podcast hosting platforms that are now on the uh, IEB certification kind of to do list? Um, you know, of companies I know we're on it now. It's just a matter of getting getting it going. Yeah. So that would be um, that would be four that I know of at least. <laughs> I knew well, there I was. I, I knew there was three from, three before. Yeah, I think I heard from. From I think it was Jennifer, I guess, from IAB, just at Podcast Movement, that she she had like six or six or seven oh, eight okay. companies on the list. Well, that's good. That had expressed interest. I I, I don't know how far they are down the express down the path. interest in writing the check are two different things. <laughs> right. Send me the information. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, how so, much? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. So. You know, there's just a barrage, Todd. I don't know if you're getting pitched to participate and to sponsor podcasting events all over the country. I mean, yeah, it's just, I, I had five it's coming at me like crazy, right? I, now. I, I responded to five this week. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 backlogged right now in yeah. trying to and, assess. And the podcast and movement review. sponsorship stuff came through already too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I have a feeling. You know, Todd. I, I think what happened there, and and you know. Dan will have to confirm on this, but uh, I think the the big 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 radio companies, I think the big companies in the space, are are wanting to to buy in early. Well, I know that the top spot was already bought when we got the pitch deck. The top number one sponsor spot right. was gone. Right. So I think that there's a <laughs> there, there's heated competition to get to those those sponsor spots. It's funny, time. yeah. Yeah, I I. I really think that's happening based on some of the conversations that I had at podcast movement with people. Um, I think a lot of people felt that they missed, uh, you know, brand opportunities at Uh podcast movement. So yeah, anyway, it's interesting. And then lots of women's festival that there's one going on 
the Women in Podcasting Festival in Chicago coming up October 6th. Yeah, there's something in Columbus going on too. Um, and there's Women in Digital. The, yeah. the Work It Conference is another one uh, that's that's happening. Actually, our I didn't get pitched on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I I heard about it from the female side of our company that they're they're going to go to it. But I I, I said, you know, so am I invited? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel. I feel ex- excluded now, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. They can have their own event. It's okay. And then the, uh, was it September 29th is the fourth annual SMG podcast marathon. See, I didn't hear about that one either. <laughs> that's in Chicago. On what it's, day? That's September 29th. So that Chris- they're, are they trying to preempt international podcast day in the 30th? Well, this is this is like a festival. Oh, okay. So it, it's a bunch of live live stuff. <laughs> it's the same, you know. These live stuff is a big phenomenon. There's a lot of events starting to add yeah, live. Yeah. Live, you know. It's easy to do. It's not. It's, it's not complicated right. anymore. No. Well, it's never been complicated. It's just. It's well, there just, is a, you know, a certain investment you have to make. Yeah, yeah, it's just investing in it, right? Yeah. And I did notice. Speaking of uh, PodCon, that the. Uh, um, John and Hank Green, who are the mm-hmm. organizers of PodCon, uh, announced a podcasting deal with WNYC uh-huh. uh, Studios. So yeah. I thought that was interesting. Those what, are both uh, YouTubers. I just wonder what the uh, what what that means for PodCon. I don't think it means anything for PodCon. Really? Yeah. I I would doubt it. I mean, unless that means that WNYC is getting involved in PodCon in a big way. Hmm. Which is probably pretty likely. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. So it's it's kind of funny the when the email came in from Dan, I was like, it's, "Look at my watch! I'm like, it's it's a little early." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I just finished paying the bill last month from the from the event, and you're sending me the sponsored ticket for next year, and I'm thinking to myself, I I called a couple of the board members. I have to pull the trigger on this right now. <laughs> I said, I can't, this can't wait an hour. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, well, I it, think also, you know, also the, the whole aspect, I think they they're picking this up because they're, they're working a little closer with uh, NAB now. And we, we both know what NAB is doing. Yeah. Matter fact, when does my NAB bill do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in the, the NAB New York is coming up here too. Yeah, uh, we're not going to that, are you? Uh, yeah, I, there's a good chance that we will be. No, I know that. Uh, yeah, I know that Rob's going to be there from yeah. Lips. Uh, so I've seen where his booth is already on the map. So and for so, New York. Yeah, yeah. So he's been going to that for a few years, so he should have decent positioning. Right, but they don't really do that much content as uh, far as like panels and stuff around podcasting at that event. Um, so, isn't I, the know. radio show the better? Don't you think the NAB radio show is the better one to go to? That's that's down in Orlando. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I think they have some panels going on down there. Well, I mean, of course, the Rain Summit's down there too. Yeah, I, I might. I think I've got that in the planning to go next year, not this year. Oh, so to. To what the, the, radio the radio show? show. Yeah, radio show. I've been to I've been to that event before. 
You know, it's I went smaller. to a, well, they tend to hold the rain summits at the same place mm. as they hold the, the radio show. But, you know, I, I'm looking at this from a budget perspective, and I know most of you don't care about this, but, oh, my God. <laughs> adds up all these things. You plus, travel oh, hotel, yeah. Plus, Todd, there's a new podcasting event that's happening in Vancouver, British Columbia that I'm getting involved in, too. See, they're so. not, they're, and those those groups need to start reaching out. They're missing out. <laughs> I I had to reach out to them. Oh, that's so, amazing. So they they weren't yeah. even looking for money. Well, th- this is a first year event. They, oh. they don't have connections in the community. So, but they're but they're working on it. Looks how do like you how do you hold a, a podcasting event and not have connections in the community? Well, they're slowly developing those, oh. <laughs> and I'm helping them a little bit. <laughs> so. So that's that, that's typically how it happens. I mean, th- th- this is a regular thing. I know there, there's a couple other events happening. There's an, one happening in in L.A. and there's one happening um, at Harvard, right? In, yeah, uh, on the East Coast. I, yeah, I'm aware of that one. Yeah, I'm aware of that one, and the, probably writing a check. The, yeah, the Outlier yep. Network folks. Yep. Yeah, and I and I was invited to speak at the New Media Summit. Um, you know, with Steve Osher, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't go to that. I guess that's happening this coming next week. It's, it's a lot, a lot to there's do. There's a lot and of lot stuff to, going on. Yeah. And you just and, don't know how it, you can cover it all. It's just, right. too, there's and, too much cost too much. And there's, th- there's new events going on in Europe and down in Australia. Um, even in South America now, I know that there's events down there. The problem is, is that a lot of those events are in, um, local language, so, and I don't speak a lot of those other languages. So, so do, do you want to take a, a gamble? Who do you think, let's just go back to podcast moving again. Who do you think the headliner sponsor is going to be again? Who do you think? I think it's going to be somebody completely different. I think so too. Yeah. And, and it's going to be a big, big company. Well, the question is if Dan and them gave the prior vendors an opportunity to get the spot before the new vendors. I don't know. I think they, I, yeah, I don't know. After seeing, you know, what happened at podcast movement this year, I wouldn't be surprised. So do you think it's iHeart or There's a good chance? There's a good chance. Yeah. It's kind of funny though. They aren't. They're not even completely ex- inclusive to the entire podcasting space. Well, it's, but they're 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 making original programming. Yeah, they've got but, lots of. Po- I'd say they're probably probably the biggest podcast uh, content creator from a uh, content side. But you you know you still have got sixty thousand podcasters, eighty thousand podcasters that can't get on their platform. So you know. Well, yeah. So that, you know, they're, they're not very inclusive when you can't, you can't, it's very hard to get in there. So. All right. Well, and, um, about 600 or so of their radio station podcasts are hosted on Spreaker. Yeah. So, so, so the, here's, you know, here's the thing is why would, uh, you know, I, I just, my whole, I heard thing is why would it, it, it just blows my mind. Radio stations are so stupid. Why would they ever promote iHeart? You know, why, I don't, I still don't get it. I don't know why radio executives are that lazy. They're sending their audience off to the Netherlands 
Well, because they're 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 owned by iHeart. Well, okay. So again, if I'm a radio station owner, yeah, okay, owned by iHeart, but <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that's their strategy. But it's, it's better than being owned by Clear Channel. Well, let's just put it this way: it's just dumb. I still think it's <laughs> dumb to send people to iHeart as a local radio station. No one's going to well, go listen to your content on iHeart. Well, I guess it's it's the same dilemma that NPR went through a couple of years ago, right? It's like they don't mention the podcast that much on the radio anymore. Well, they have, they but, but at least they have two, at least they have their audiences. Too, but at least right? they have their podcast app, right? At least yeah. they have their own podcast app. Right. But you know that the other part that people don't talk a lot about also is that people that listen to the radio are typically a different demographic group than listen to podcasts. Um, age group, all that stuff is is a little different. Though maybe it's blending together as they take podcast content, put it over on radio. Maybe they can drive. Well, I know my my kids are age less. I know my. I don't know. I know my kids aren't listening to the radio. It's very yeah. evident when I get in my car. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them aren't even watching broadcast television. No, no. My daughter Cut. doesn't, my daughter doesn't have a TV in her room. She uses her iPad. Yeah. Cutting yeah. the cord. Yep. yep. So, well, interesting, interesting times for sure. Yes. Yes. I see a lot of jobs popping up too. That's I see, true. you know, I look at the podnews.net. It's actually a great kind of glimpse of what's happening in the space, though it's it's not complete. There's a lot more going on than what's in podnews. But, yeah. But there's a bunch of jobs in there. If you want to work behind the scenes, you know, as a marketing person or as a storytelling person or a producer, there's jobs popping up all over the country. Yeah, I think we just, podcasts. I don't know if our listing went up on Munster, but we've got a new, if it didn't go out on Friday, go out on Monday. We've got a new job that's uh yeah. Developer assistant. So and we just hired like three or four people ourselves just in the last last couple of But you weeks. mostly hire overseas, right? You know, those aren't folks here in the States, right? Right. I mean a lot of them do tend to be hired over there because a lot of our team is over in Europe and so you're dealing with these time zone issues right. that uh, can cause some issues. Yeah. So well, I'm the furthest one from the team. Well, that's that's <laughs> you know it's uh it it shows that the space is healthy and growing. But don't you know, Rob, that uh, you know the cost of doing business in the podcasting space is uh, you you can host this media for free. Because, oh, that's right. You know, there's no cost. To there's this no medium at all. There's no, no. cost. That's right. So. <laughs> Yeah, there's no justification for actually building a business. Yeah, there's no yeah none whatsoever. You know, I, no. the uh, we wrote a a blog post uh, and it basically is entitled "Podcast Hosting Options and Your Content." So uh, I'll put a little piece out, a little thought piece for people to think about. <laughs> well, Todd, and you uh, dropped your stats. I saw. Uh, was it in an article or you you dropped it around pod fading? I thought that, that yeah, was it was about pod fading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was what so, we was what we had announced at podcast movement during our session. You know, I basically right. laid out. Right. Yeah, but you gave some more details this time. Yeah, didn't you? Did you, did you give it uh, podcast movement? I don't think so. I think it's the same it's info. The same. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it. should make people go hmm a little bit. We were a little bit, you know, we were a little bit concerned about that data, right? And yeah. What it means. 
Yeah. So if you look uh, at the, let me actually look today. What what are we up to? Because I know we, Angela was telling me expect a big bump in the, in the program listings because his crawler was a little bit broke. And let me look here. See if I can see what. Oh, we're, oh an update in the total number count. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, five fifty eight is what we're up to. Five hundred fifty-eight thousand. So, are you able to see a trend line of month over month over the last couple months? As far as growth um, of the, shows? the growth has been anywhere from you know it's fifteen hundred to three thousand shows a a week. As it could be as high as that. So we should be seeing right through September. Going into the fall, we should see increasing numbers of new shows. September was a huge month. Yeah, huge right. number of new shows in September. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the historical patterns, that, that's typically what you see is you see big, you know, like um, July and August, people are on vacation, right, right, people right. are traveling, family, yeah. you know, the kids are still at home from school. Yep. Um, but in September, everything changes. <sighs> yeah, there right? was huge, yeah. huge jump in September. Right, um, and... And listenership goes up as well. Right, as, as people start not being outdoors as much, for sure. Right, right. As it starts getting colder in the colder climates, people mm -hmm. start listening mm -hmm. to more podcasts. Yep. Yeah. So that, you know, basically looking at, uh, you know, the, the number of new shows coming on, it's just, you know, it, the pod fade rate is incredible. Yeah, whose fault's that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just saying if, you know, content, uh, content companies like ours right. are, we need to be focused and making sure that these content creators don't fade and get off the ground. Right. And get going and, and launch correctly, get off the ground and have, you know, understand the medium enough to, yep. to develop something that's, that's sustainable. That's that people can, um, you know, not get in a situation where they start something that overwhelms them um, and they can't keep it up or it doesn't bring in results. And I think that's the biggest challenge that we've we've been realizing for a long time is, is our content growth outpacing the audience growth. And if we're doing that, then these are the kind of things that you see starting to happen. We, we had had a discussion internally and I've got a big band of light coming in the window here that's... Yeah, I see that. Getting through a... Getting through. You know, at least it's not on your forehead. Yeah, though. not not yet. We'll see. Um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, I had a discussion with the team. Do we because we're, um, how do I say this correctly? We're seeing a high number of pod faded shows getting added to the directory, and I'm like, well, why don't we set a minimum? Why don't we say you have to have seven episodes before you can be listed? And then we got to thinking, now oh, that's unfair. That's yeah, that, I'm not sure. I think shows that maybe have only one or two, maybe. Yeah. Might want to lock out. So, you know, we're going to have to look at that. Um, to yeah. Make a determination factor if we, because, you know, at this point, we've just been adding everybody. One episode, right. you're in. But some it of those. It doesn't take up that much storage. To no, store some no, 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 no. But some of those, some of those shows are test, test. This is a test. Does this work? Is this a test, test, test? Oh, I published my first podcast. Yeah, literally, that's what some of the first some of these shows that are testing and then quitting, and yet they've been submitted to Apple. Yeah, right, and that's that, that's what you get when you create a a publishing platform that is, I think, to say it is too easy. 
um, to publish content on. You know, that that's the trade-off. You know, I think we all strive for, and I know we do at Spreaker, we strive for trying to make publishing as easy as possible, but there's a downside to making it's, it too easy. And it's a disservice to the <laughs> listeners, too. Yeah. So you know, we're going to have to do something. Maybe we will suppress show listings or something. I, I, I've really got to come up with a solution because if someone comes through my directory and searches for, well, you know, again, here's the knitting podcast, you know, and if right. there's 25 knitting shows and five of them are, uh, are new, but they've got a test. This is a test, test, test episode. Um, yeah. It doesn't help the medium. It doesn't help. People are like, what is this crap? Right. And and Apple's going to have the same situation. They're going to have a bunch of well, crap. So Spotify. Spotify, you know, with their new API, they're going to get pushed a bunch of stuff unless they're doing some filtering on their end, which I'm not sure they are. But yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. So, you know, other, other you know, which means all these other apps are going to have the problem too. Right. You know, so everybody's going to have this issue. Rob, I'm going to switch to you for a second. I'm going to adjust this blind. So I'm going to be off the headset for 30 seconds. Okay. All right. But, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, the blending of content and, and how so many new companies are forming. And when I was down in San Francisco over the last couple, couple days, you know, just the enthusiasm uh, from the, from the venture capital community towards, towards this medium. Um, but there's still a little bit of caution that people have towards, towards podcasting. Is it a real business? Is it, something that's um, growing fast enough. I think that that was the other concern that I, I keep hearing a lot is that this medium isn't growing fast enough. And um, from a listener perspective. Yeah. I mean, and just from a business perspective too, the advertising side, the whole, the whole thing is just not growing fast enough to keep VCs happy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's one of the challenges, but I, I think those that are worried about that tend to somewhat be, you know, misaligned with the medium and kind of misunderstanding what the history of the medium is too. Hey, um, Podvader says in the chat room, I'm still available as a free agent. <laughs> and Gary Leland has said, Hey guys. And he did a laugh out loud. And then, yeah. Yeah. So I need to watch the chat a little closer. Sorry guys. We missed some of your comments. Yeah. I, I, I just, it's, it is a, from a, timing perspective in the space uh yeah we're gonna have to look at at what we're gonna do to try to make the experience better from the listeners on at blueberry we are from our directory standpoint Mm -hmm. but it's you know i'm also i've got other stuff to do (laughs) you know and i don't necessarily want to have to spend time uh weeding out uh junk yeah, I mean, it's, but Todd, this has been a concern from the very early days of the medium. I know when I was running the Zoom podcasting platform, it, it was always a concern even back then, you know, of, you know, at what point do you take down a show, right? right I right. mean, is it because it's old or is it because it stopped producing episodes? Mm-hmm. Is it, I mean, what's, what's the criteria for inclusion, um, is it the evergreenness of it? Uh, I, I just don't. I don't think anybody's really defined that. And I think everybody just defaults to the choice of, you know, don't touch it. Right. right? Just let it be because it doesn't cost very much to have it there. So, yep. 
but is it kind of diluting the the experience of new podcast listeners coming into the medium being able to find stuff that's good right well when you don't yeah and a lot of these new podcasters are not paying attention to the names of their show and they are making names of their show they're exactly the same as other shows right and then with now google getting in the game um you may end up with two listings in a google search so the the value of people working on uh um making sure that their seo for their websites is good is going to become critical when you're competing with like named or closely named shows mhm it's going to be it's actually become already more important um right because of this influx of test test this is a test i'm testing my new podcast right right it's just cluttering the 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 discovery experience because, as well because that stuff yeah. would have never made it to apple before it would have right. never have been submitted because the person would have done a test and oh that was fun and then i'm going to do a podcast next week and two years later the individual still hasn't done a show but yet in the instance of what we're really referring to here, folks, is anchor auto submitting shows. And then this, this junk ends up in Apple podcast and Apple doesn't remove anything. Now I did hear Todd that, um, anchor may have stopped doing that. Um, um here recently. Okay. I don't think so. That's not what you're hearing. Uh, it doesn't appear to be apparent to me that that is the case. Someone else, I'm going to need some, Serious third-party verification on that. Okay. And we're going to have to start in, in, in it's, eh, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, if we can, if, we the, can if find that's, that out. If, if that's the case, then it's good. Then that is, then that will. I mean, will, I, I, mean it, I had gotten, got, gotten the impression from Apple that they were going to shut it down. So. If, I don't, if, if they did, I'm, it's, I'm thrilled. It'll help. But we've already got six, seven months of, of damage here. Right. So I in was, in my uh, opinion. <laughs> yeah. So I was looking at an article that was in, um, CNBC here recently talking about, um, how podcast brands are set to double their ad spend this, um, in the next 18 months. Okay. Going from, uh, what they estimate in 2017, a $314 million dollars to $659 million in 2020. That'll start filling um, some back catalog if that actually right. happens. Right. And they said in here it's baked in ads. You know, so is the key driver of that. Okay. Uh, I think it's interesting. They mentioned in the article um, the Daily Podcast, I guess, which is a show out of um, – was it out of the the New York Times? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Yeah, is asking two hundred ninety thousand dollars per month for sponsorship of that show. How much? Two hundred ninety thousand dollars per month to sponsor the Daily on the New York Times. That's a daily podcast. Two ninety. Two hundred ninety thousand a month. So, so let's let's do the math. So if you think here. about you know how many episodes that they do, they probably typically do twenty episodes a month. So you split that across twenty episodes a month. Yeah. 
that's you know that's like what um ten ten thousand dollars an episode uh, 14, like 14.5 k per episode yeah so let's divide that by a standard well i should have done the whole thing here hang on Uh, I did it the wrong way. Oh, that was stupid. Come on. I'm trying to come up with their audience size. <laughs> oh, you're, you're back and back. Yeah, I'm, back, I'm backing it in. So that tells me that they have um, 725,000 people per episode listen to that show. Daily. Roughly, daily. Is that possible? 725,000 people are listening to the daily, considering the largest podcast that I know of is doing about a half a million. And I believe uh, the New York Times, I think they're currently hosting on um, uh, Panoply, I believe. Hmm. So I, I just used 20 as the number, $20 CPM. That, 20. Would, that would be 725,000, 725,000. Listens per I would episode. Think that they're, I would think that they're getting more than twenty. Well, okay, so would you think like maybe 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 twenty five might be a more appropriate number for okay, them? Okay, well, still four hundred half a million half a million listeners between a half million and seven hundred twenty five thousand. Yeah, and who are who's who's the advertisers on their show now? Uh, that it doesn't list that in the article because I could tell you what they're being paid. <laughs> 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 you're getting an inside glimpse of the behind the scenes of what goes on here in this space around the advertising business everybody knows what everybody's doing because <laughs> you can back into the same numbers we're all dealing with the same people right right you know right. i mean they did they generally have the same rfps matter of fact sometimes they get rfps with other companies names on them you know so <laughs> <laughs> because because the, the buyers forget to take it off right right they forget to swap right. it you know <laughs> <laughs> and I do the same thing too. I send emails sometimes with stuff out. I'm like, crap, I included the other person I was talking to his name as well. <laughs> Todd, you're not supposed to admit to any of that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, you get in trouble for that. Yeah. So, uh, so Gary says, uh, Gary, years and years ago, we removed all the dead podcasts that had less than five episodes. That was on Podcast Pickle. Right. Yeah. Tim Tim says less than three episodes and haven't published in six months get delisted. Where's that at, Tim? Less than three episodes and haven't published in six months get delisted. Where? where? Yeah, I think I think that's a good number. I I think two or three it should be that 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 limit. I think once you get beyond about three then maybe there's some value left in that show, depending on what it is. Now, right. granted, how deep do you, do you get in evaluating it based on the content? Yeah. It, is there a, the potential of a podcast having some value with three episodes? <laughs> Usually I, not. I don't know. I don't know. You know, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So. Yeah, the chat room's going crazy, and I, I haven't been watching it. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> We've been cracking the the egg open on this industry a little bit on the show today. So, yeah. But I, I, I'm still not seeing as much money trickle down into smaller shows. Then you know, there's still a, a huge disparity. 
you know, it's huge, huge disparity out there. Oh, I Tim, some, Tim is saying noticed. that's my proposal. Oh, that was. Oh, that, that's your proposal. That's yeah. it's not a bad proposal. Yeah, I think I like it. Well, we, one thing's for sure: the directory would go from like five fifty-eight to like one hundred and twenty. Yeah, right. <laughs> it would definitely say since we love high high numbers. Yeah. Right? We would, I don't think you want to do that. Right? We would definitely save on some uh, some uh, some resources in pulling feeds, right? And actually, well, we, you're probably not pinging those feeds much anymore. Uh, anyway, you know, we have we have some pattern of updates. Yeah, if we've seen a show has went thirty days without pulling or without updating, we we changed the repetition rate on that show. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. So and it then, just turns into archived content at that point. Right. But, uh, you know, maybe that's what we do is we mar- flag it as archived, you know, or dead. And we put a big banner on it, pod faded or something. <laughs> put a big D on the page. Yeah. You know, or big <laughs> X, you know, through the. <laughs> yeah. But, but then again, I've seen people come back after a year, you know, so. You know, well, that- if it, if the feed uh, is maintained and it, pops up a new episode then you just have to have some sort of a yeah. intelligence in the back end to somehow say oh still still look at headers on a regular basis right yeah don't necessarily so. pull the whole thing all right all right, <laughs> all right. so wow we I made think it we made it we did 90 minutes i think we i think we we were, we're stretching a little bit but yeah we did <laughs> <laughs> right. he just lots of ums and ahs it always gets us to the finish line it does <laughs> <laughs> and we just had an increase in the number of people watching live too. Tim says, well, personally, I would love it if individual apps would let me search based on date of last episode. Wow. Oh, I, that's probably true. It's probably a good, good search algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. Actually. I don't think anybody's doing that though. Mm, no, I don't think so either. But you know, I know that people that set up my cast over at uh, Blueberry subscribe to you know a number of shows, and then then we just aggregate all of them together in a special feed that they get, and they right. they get newest to oldest. So it might be a way to, if you want to keep an eye on a show that you're interested in, see if it pops back up without being directly subscribed to it, you can do so via the uh, the MyCast feed. But now I did actually see one other. Um thing that was hitting me over the head at uh, TechCrunch down in San Francisco this week was uh, just the plethora of startups and new companies that are like out there hammering on uh, transcription services. Uh, It's just, it's getting overwhelming now, right? How many transcription services are, and I had to really challenge one of these guys down there. It's like, well, what's the use case for this stuff? Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you clearly define to me Sure, it's great to get transcription services of a podcast, but what's the use case? How's how's a podcaster going to use this stuff? Are you just going to cut and paste it into your show notes? Right. Are you going to put it on your website? You're going to have it in by subject, split out by subject. Uh, what's the and how's that going to benefit you? Because I I really challenge the guy's assumption. He said, "Well, it's all food for Google," and I go, uh, "No, you really don't want to feed them Google that much text." It's right. not going to help you. Right. So that can't be the reason. Somehow mm-hmm. you need to take that transcription and be able to summarize it down, maybe apply some AI technology to it to maybe parse out subjects and link to the audio and then maybe have the 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 text related to it in pieces, right? Yep. And I tried to show him 
our capability of like on our, our speaker platform where we have chapters. So there, there may be some mapping that can happen between chapters topics, right? If the, if the transcription service can be smart enough to detect a change in topics or a change in subjects, it's like the transition that we just did from talking about the prior topic that we were talking about. And now I'm talking about transcription service to be able to segment that out right. somehow push that to Google somehow um, as a, as a um, contextual piece. link, yeah. right? It's yeah. a contextual piece that has its own title, its own subject matter and, and its own segment from the audio, then there's probably some value there. Kind of like what, um, you know, um, the, uh, the service, um, I'm drawing a blank on the name of it right now cause it's dead now, but yeah. it's the one that where, where you could snip out pieces yep. of your show and promote those. Uh, I think that there's clamor, right? Right. Which is gone. Uh, right. Which is gone. It didn't make it either. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's anyway, another part for those trans, them, transcription services. How do they monetize? You know? Right. right. What's the revenue model? I know yep. the the one I like right now is audio burst. Me too. Um, and they're completely free. I'm not sure what their business models. I, I know Google has announced that they're, they're going to get big time into transcriptions. Um, but maybe that's more interesting because if Google's going to do it, they're obviously going to do their algorithm, right. Mm -hmm. To take advantage of that, which, uh, isn't going to penalize you like it would on a I normal think, basis. I think AudioBurst has a good model. I know what their model is. I won't speak for them. Uh, right. I, I, I'm sure they're going to do okay with this. But uh, they're also putting some, and I don't like using AI because that's really not, they put some good programming uh, behind their, right. their, their transcription. So it's like a machine learning thing more than anything else. I think it's a way to understand context, um, which is so important to these search engines. When you think about it, context yeah. is the key. It is. Um, and if you don't have context to information, then it has no meaning to a user. So True. it's just, it's just words yeah. <laughs> at that point. So, so anyway, anyway, let's, let's wrap this up. Uh, okay. Rob, I think I'm going to be, I don't think I'm traveling anytime soon. So I, I was looking at maybe doing a trip to Columbus, but I forgot that the international podcast day was September 30th and I have podcast awards to do on the September 30th. So going that weekend to Columbus doesn't work. <laughs> I have yeah, to be I, here. I, almost, I may be gone. I may be gone. Um, the, 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 the last week before the end of the month here, here, let me look at, um, what the dates are. So well, I may be gone the 22nd. Okay. Well, we can. So, but, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see on that. All right. All right, everybody. We're going to get off here. Thanks for uh, listening. I know we've been all over the place today. Uh, kind of, you know, we were out of the seat for two weeks. So it's, we, even us are rusty. So uh, we'll uh, we'll be back next Saturday with another new media show, but uh, definitely get subscribed. I think I actually had one email from someone said, hey, thank God you guys put a PayPal on your website because now I can donate to your show. Ah, I did actually see that. Yeah, yeah. so that had, that had come in. So there, did I put the PayPal in, or did I put the PayPal? Yeah, I put a I put a I put a link actually in the uh, <laughs> in the show notes. So if you want to throw Rob and I a few nickels, uh, uh, then feel free. <laughs> 
<laughs> throw a dime if you want. Yeah, a dime would be fine. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Or you know, and if you really want to be great, we 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 both can use new cars. So, uh. <laughs> or or at least a quarter. <laughs> Because if you think about it, uh, Rob, the way I look at this is I've been talking about maybe doing some additional consulting. And I thought, man, I'm just, I spend an hour and a half with Rob every week. I'm giving it away for free. I know. I know. You, you know, so the way I guess the way I look at it this way, this show is, is that you're getting an hour and a half of consulting every, every week. And uh, well, you're a fly on the walls, which you are. <laughs> yeah. So the so hopefully we've given you some consulting value from this show, and right. uh, hopefully, and, hopefully and no, we're driving some value. And, and some and some of these folks charge nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine and ninety nine cents for for an hour of uh, consulting. So that's right, and they won't take ninety eight cents. It has to be ninety nine cents. So. You guys think I'm joking? That's abs- that's the truth. <laughs> there are some people out there that are charging ten grand for an hour. Uh, so, you know, Rob and I's times at, at least worth, uh, you know, 200 bucks a week, you know, at, at least. So, <laughs> so Todd, I, uh, I saw that you were a guest on, um, on, uh, Ed's radio Inc. Uh, yeah. We, and we did that show part, twice. Dummies. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, and I hope it turned out okay. I was, if I was flat out beat, I was exhausted that day. So I hope I made sense. So Radio Inc. is making some aggressive moves to oh, yeah. content in the podcasting space. So right. it's, it's interesting. I'm you know, not... and Rob, uh, Rob Walsh was on the show this past week. Yeah, I, I can't say what's coming, but I, I'm a privy. Yes, they're going to be very aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I'm also talking about the same thing. Yeah, about. so anyway, we'll let Radio Inc. make their own announcement. But right. uh, yeah, keep an eye on them, folks, for sure. So we'll see what happens. All right, everybody. Thanks. I'm Todd at blueberry.com or at geek news on Twitter. Uh, Rob at um, spreaker.com is a great place to reach me. Uh, go to robgreenlee.com. That's with two E's. And uh, my Twitter account is a great place to reach out to me too at Rob Greenlee with two E's. Rob, are you back to using spreaker.com instead of voxnest.com? <laughs> Well, you know, most of my effort is around Spreaker. So, you know, Voxness is a parent company, and um, we've been confusing the the waters a little bit uh, between Voxness and Spreaker, right? So I'm getting focused, Todd. Okay, so it's Rob at Spreaker.com this week, everybody. Yes, next week it'll be Rob at Voxness.com. I've got too, too many email addresses. Yeah, I kind of do too a little bit. All right, everybody, thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. Everyone take care. Stay subscribed or subscribe. See you next time. Bye-bye.